Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and guide us in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet, from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Welcome to Zero Today again. It's another Wednesday. Uh, I tell you this, it's getting hot. I'm glad about that. Summer is almost officially here, so I'm glad about that. But anyway, welcome to Zero Today. I'm your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. As always, it's our goal to promote a knowledge that is engaging and transforming and to help you, to empower you, the listener, to knowing, being, doing, and impacting the world around you. And as always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. We like it because, you know, it's thought-provoking topics, interesting guests, interactive, informative. Hey, it's all about you, the listener, building, growing, being empowered. That's what you find when you listen here on Zero Today. And, uh, you you know, join in. Call us. That's the best way. If you want to get your thoughts, insights, five cents, two cents, ten cents, whatever it is, you want to get that on the air, 347-237-5230. The chat line is open. Go to blogtalkradio.com, uh, Zero Today. You can join the chat line, get your thoughts in on there. Also, shoot us an email, pastlorenzoneal at gmail.com. Check out, uh, check out and like the Facebook page, uh, Zero Network, Zero Network on Facebook. Like it. Uh, you can listen to archive shows on there, and also we got the new website going up, up that is up and running, uh, LorenzoTNeal.com. Um, so you can go there too, and we're, we're going to have another one coming up soon. We're trying to trying to step up a little bit into the. Uh, <laughs> Past the twenty first, you know, uh, you know, you, you gotta have what you gotta, you gotta be all around this this internet, I guess you can say. And especially, you know, I, now you know people are kind of, uh, uh, I guess, not as uh, not as afraid anymore. But uh, you know, they're a little more reluctant now that this government is coming out with <laughs> information about what they're watching and uh, 
knowing about us on our internet and whatever. That's a whole different story. So I'm going to try not to ramble too much today, and I have a person who's going to make sure that I don't ramble too much today. So uh, we're not going to ramble, but we are going to have a good show. I have a couple of good topics I think uh, you would like. Um, first, going to honor today uh, the memory of one of the uh, civil rights legends and going to talk about uh, crazy preachers. What I don't know what some preachers think. I'm a preacher, and I know I can say some crazy stuff, but... You know, when you say one thing and do another, that's a whole different thing. But, again, I, I'm i not going to rant or ramble right now. <laughs> so, But let's go over to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We praise you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for loving us. We ask that you would bless this uh, broadcast, uh, that you would be edified, the people would be edified, and you would be glorified. This is our prayer. Amen. Well. Happy Wednesday to all. Happy hump day to some. <laughs> and it's an interesting day. You know, I, I've been I've been following a lot of the news that's been going on and, and I tell you we're living in some some very interesting times. And um I have a friend, uh Tracy, who who's um uh has taken upon herself to do a little bit more research about the end times or you know, what what, what we consider uh, apocalyptic times in, in scripture and uh, getting a better understanding of the end times and all that stuff and um, she has a group that she started and you might be interested in it, uh, may not it's an uh, end time end time group, I'm kind of leery about stuff like that I do, I am so aware that the, the, the days are becoming blurred, the seasons are becoming blurred uh, the weather is becoming crazy, and um, for those of us who are of the faith, we are falling in the line of those who, you know, like centuries before, are preparing for something. Rapture, if you believe in that. Uh, second coming of Christ, if you believe in that. Whatever it may be, you're preparing for something. <laughs> and to others, it's uh, like the end of the world. But whatever it may be, you know, uh, be ready, whatever it is. But, you know, I digress. So I, I was I was I was searching the internet this morning, uh, searching the web for stories to kind of, I, to kind of lead into other things. I, I you know, not not kind of make up space or anything. In a way, yes. But I came across this story that kind of that that really upset me, but made me laugh at the same time. All right, here's a funny story for you to chew on today. An 18-year-old suburban Chicago man has been arrested and charged with killing his dog because he believed the dog was possessed. You heard me right. Andrew Maynard, 18 of Elk Grove Village, a suburb of uh, Chicago, was uh, held in lieu of $50,000 bail on a charge of animal cruelty. Now, this is what he did. Maynard took his dog, and his dog has a, a cute name. His name is Frisky. Frisky. Took his dog Frisky out for a walk to a park. But before he left, he took a knife. And when he got to the park, poor Frisky didn't have a chance. He stabbed him, stabbed him in the neck twice. Poor dog. I, I felt bad for him. I mean, I really did. And then walked away. Left the dog for dead as if nothing happened. Returned home as if nothing had happened. His father discovers that the dog is missing. 
and Maynard apparently, whatever drugs he was on, uh, reluctantly uh, kind of let the cat out the bag, or you know that he killed he killed the dog, and they found the dog in the park, mutilated. It was just it was sad. This is why you know. Y'all, if you've listened to the show before, you know uh, my dog Jackson is my heart. But my dog is probably the most mischievous dog. And anybody who knows my dog will tell you sometimes he could be a demon from hell. <laughs> I mean, I, I I just must be real about it. He can work my last third he, he he can work my nerves, you know. Matter of fact, this morning he he, he wakes me up at like five in the morning, and he comes on the bed. And he just like, you know, kind of nips me and like, okay, it's time to get up. I'm like, dude, I'm sleeping. But you know, he has done some stuff that has just plain out irritated me. But I have never ever ever. Blamed it on possession. Now that's some stuff that he just does. That's just weird, you know. I, <laughs> I, 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 if I believed in reincarnation, and I'm almost prone to believe it with this dog, because I think, you know, I think sometimes he remembers being a human being. I really do. Some of the things he does, it, it, he just. He tries to be human to his best uh, best ability. I mean, the dog, if he didn't have paws, he'd be opening every door in my house. <laughs> but, again, I digress. I, I really do. So, Maynard kills his dog, and he says to the police, he's, he told the police that he killed the dog because he was in a bad state of mind and thought the dog was possessed. I wonder, I really do wonder, I wonder what could Frisky have done that made Maynard think that the dog was possessed? Was he floating in the air or something? Was I, I wonder, was his head spinning around? You know, and now it does say, uh, police did acknowledge that he was in a biased state of mind. He had been taking drugs. Now, it doesn't say, the article that I read did not specify what type of drugs they were. But whatever they were, they were very potent. Cause this dude, I, I, I mean, I, I, I get scared at the thought of having Jackson's, you know, neuter. <laughs> so, so, I, I, you know, just the idea that he could commit such a heinous crime. You know, I love, I love, I love pets. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a cat lover. I can tolerate cats. Cats are sneaky. Cats are sneaky. At least that's for me. I I don't know. Now, like I said, I go back to my dog Jackson. Jackson is Jackson is off the wall sometimes. He, he can be off the wall, <laughs> but I think it's because he he thinks he's human too much, you know. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you. My grandparents treat him like he's human. When I go visit, when I go home, he's with me. I mean, they give him the royal treatment. If he could sleep in a bed, he they they let him. You know, I mean, you know, they ask him, has he eaten? They ask him if he eat as much as as they ask if I ate, you know. <laughs> I mean, they treat him like one of the, the children, the grandchildren, great-grandchildren at least. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't get it. And he, you know, he runs with it. He he knows, 
Yeah, let me stop talking about my dog. <laughs> I love my dog. I, I really do. I but you know, as crazy as my dog is, as crazy as my dog is, I would never think of doing intentionally doing any kind of harm to him. Intentionally. Uh, now there have been some, you know, there have been a few moments of unintentional harm where I dropped him, you know, when he was a little puppy. I, I think may have contributed, <laughs> or the extended periods where I had to leave, and you know that that trauma, you know, master's gone and he didn't see me, and I come back and the house is ransacked, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, I, typical dog. But I, uh, I, I've never physically intentionally physically caused any kind of harm to my dog. And I and I hope no pet owner does that. I, I you know, I watch these commercial asthma or whatever it is, you know, the Society for Pets and, you know, they show some of the saddest looking pets. The dogs that have been uh, the pets that have been neglected and the it, it it is a sad thing when it happens. I know you're probably wondering, well, he's rambling again. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm rambling. I can't help it. When I talk about Jackson, I could go on and on and on. But, you know, uh, I, I do hope that Frisky is in dog heaven. I do hope that Frisky, uh, if he if he does come back as a dog again, if, if if that's possible, you know, I don't know, I'm speculating, that he would get blessed with better owners who would treat him right. Yeah. I hope he doesn't come back. If, if, if again, I'm, I'm just going wait out. If there's reincarnation, he comes back as a human, that he doesn't torture other humans. And, you know, that's the stuff of science fiction. <laughs> Y'all, help. forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. All right, uh, let me get serious for a moment. Uh, matter of fact, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a break because I, I I wasted a whole lot of time talking about my dog. So I'm going to take this break, and when we come back from this break, we'll get into uh, a couple of things, particularly uh, talk about Mega Evers and um, his legacy. We'll talk about that, and we're talking about um, Preach Who Got Beat for Being a Hypocrite. Uh, that one sounds like a good topic, so we're going to come back right after this. trying out mostly for like small stuff wow look at her go she's pretty good pretty good hey flowbot great job oops uh-oh flowbot is broken the name your price tool only from progressive call or click today Exciting things are happening at Burger King. We got some new salads on the menu. We're going to do a little role play. I just need a volunteer. Me, me, me. Okay, Selma. Welcome to Burger King. Five garden fresh salads, please. Good choice. Do you have a garden fresh salad? Absolutely. Give it to me, baby. I would simply like a cheese apple. 
Dressing on the side. Dressing on the side. That's not a problem. The new Garden Fresh Salads and Wraps. Come and get it at Burger King. Suits today aren't like suits from yesterday. Part of it is the cut of today's suit. Short jacket, narrow lapel, moderate fit. But part of it is the cut of the man himself. Because today... It's not so much the brand of suit that defines the man as it is the brand of man who wears it. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. Thrilling 1080p HD movie. My beef isn't with you, Lewis. Sensational effects like selected color in HD movie and stills. And amazing photo quality that packs a Nikon punch. Okay, guys. You're a natural. The Nikon D5100, a DSLR so versatile, we shot this whole commercial with it. The compact D5100. And check out the waterproof, freeze-proof, shock-proof Coolpix AW100. All right, good morning. Welcome back to Zero Today. I'm your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. And as I said earlier, we are glad to have you back here with us. It's a wonderful time, beautiful summer weather here in the south. It's hot everywhere, but it's something different about southern heat. I And Louisiana heat is a whole different thing. I, I don't even want to get into Louisiana heat, but Mississippi heat, I'm learning, is just as bad, if not worse. But anyway, I digress. So um, today marks the 50th anniversary of the assassination of civil rights leader Megar Evers. Um, if you're not familiar with Megar Evers, um, Megar Evers was one of the uh, leading activists and uh, civil rights activists in the South, uh, although affiliated with the civil rights movement, you know he wasn't directly affiliated with Dr. King or um, uh, or Shuttlesworth or those guys. Uh, they, there was a connection, a mutual connection. Uh, uh, he served as the uh, first uh, field uh, agent. For Mississippi, for the NAACP, and and his responsibilities were were pretty simple. You know, he basically wanted equal opportunity, and it's the same thing everybody at that time was seeking for. You know, recognizing that black people were people, were citizens, and were uh, 
uh, eligible for all the rights and benefits and privileges of American citizenship. And those rights were denied for uh, nearly 100 years. Uh, you know, uh, they, they got free uh, uh, in the Emancipation Proclamation. They had a couple of decades following uh, the Emancipation Proclamation where they were serving in Congress and state legislatures and building their communities and all kinds of things. And all of a sudden, you know, and, and at the end of the, the 19th century, going into the 20th century, that all regressed in, a, in almost like a overnight. It just regressed. They were almost straight back to slavery yeah, without, you know, being called slaves. And so... Mega Evers, like so many others, fought to uh, to be free, to be recognized, to be um, uh, to, to 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 have all that people needed to have. And uh, fifty years ago, after coming home from his office at eight, the NAACP office, uh, he shot. In his driveway by a white man who was a member of the what was then called the White Citizens Council, and um, I've I've heard the story because I've I have several persons uh, who have who were affiliated with him, who knew him personally, who know his brother Charles, who know uh, uh, Merle and their children, um, and uh, who are members of my church. Um, and they recall the story. Uh, I, you know, I, I've been privileged to meet a lot of the freedom writers. I've been privileged to meet a lot of the persons who were, uh, who had a large role here in Mississippi, particularly in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, for the cause of freedom. And, and they share a lot of their recollections of the man that he was, uh, the work ethic that he had, the integrity that he operated with as a civil rights leader. Um, and one, you know, here's, here's the, 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 1963 was a very turbulent year for the country uh, in, in many different ways. But uh, for this guy, for this man, Mega Wiley Evers, his house had been, had been bombed. Um, he had been uh, run over or, or, or attempted to be run over as he was leaving his house. And then finally, uh, just weeks after both of those events, he's killed. Now, what makes this story uh, so unique, what makes this this tragedy so unique is that the individual, uh, Byron Dale Beckwith, who was charged for the murder, charged for the murder, gets to a, you know, he gets a jury trial and um, two jury trials, as a matter of fact, and both of those trials have a jury of his peers, literally, 12 all-white men, okay, a jury of his peers, literally, and in both cases, they could not make a judgment. They could not determine guilt. Now, they knew he was guilty. I mean, they knew he was guilty. 
But he could not. They could not determine guilt, or they did not want to determine guilt. So they were deadlocked on both trials, right? Both of them ended in deadlock. So this man walked around free for 30 years, committed a murder, walked around free for 30 years until one lawyer got enough courage and got enough evidence to convict him again in 1994. And I I remember this. I remember when it made headline news um, because – it was just before the uh, just before the OJ thing happened, and that was, this was the news of the day. You know, it was the news of the day that this white man who had convict had committed such a heinous crime was finally getting due justice. Finally, after thirty years, um, and you know, we studied about all of this in in uh, in in history, in American history. But then we were able to see we were able to see that history being played out, and of course he appealed uh Byron Dale Beckwith you know he he maintained his innocence and whatnot and and he appealed, but he lost his appeal and uh, ended up dying in prison i think somewhere in two thousand two thousand one uh but uh but Ever's legacy lives on. If you're ever in the Jackson area, you will find his his legacy lives on. There's a major thoroughfare named after him, a street named after him, Mega Ever's Boulevard. There's a library named after him that happens to be on Mega Ever's Boulevard. And the International Airport is named the Jackson Mega Ever Maggie Wiley Ever's International Airport. Hey, hey, there's an interesting story behind that because they fought when well, they just had it as the Jackson Evers Airport. They fought literally to get his whole name on the airport, and so they have his whole name on the the, the airport. Um, his legacy was was further uh, made known in the movie. That goes by his uh, 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 the, uh, the movie Whoopi Goldberg was in that movie, and in the movie she plays his wife, and uh, it's called The Ghost of Mississippi. And um, it is in that movie that you know you kind of make a, a better connection with the angst and the anger and the great sense of forgiveness that is uh, presented through that through that movie. So. His his legacy is one that is, is is still going on. You know, there's a lot of other things that I can mention about him, and the question of of, of race is still one that permeates society today. I don't care how many people want to say that um, racism doesn't exist; it does exist, and it exists in a way that we we is subtle. It, it's subtle. May not be as subtle as some would care to admit, but it is there. Um, and that, that you know, but Jackson has come a long way since that. We've elected two now, three black mayors, um, and one happens to be the the most recent one, the the mayor elect, uh, Chokwe Lumumba, that is his name. Um, you know, he's a, a Pan Africanist, uh, uh, Afrocentric guy, and um, 
you know, he was one of those guys who took up the cause of Africa, and we'll see what he what he does to to uh, revitalize the city of Jackson, Mississippi. But um, the church played a vital role in Megger's life, and uh, HBCUs played a vital role. Historically, Black College and University. He went to Alcorn, graduated from Alcorn. Um, all of that played a significant role, and if you notice. Those are in decline in the Greek. You know, the black church, the sphere of its influence is in decline. The historically black college and universities, they are suffering dire, particularly financially. You know, you're hearing stories of schools like Morris Brown, which is our AME school, uh, now Howard University, uh, St. Paul that was closed after 125 years, things like that. You know, and those are the kind of things we need to to reinvestigate and and reinsert into our our mindset and our our life, you know that connection. And we get that sense of connection, and we'll be all right. So uh, we we remember Megar Evers today, and we pay tribute to him. And this time today, uh, any time today, just take a moment to reflect on how far we've come as a people. Because of individuals such as Medgar Evers, and um, when you do so, you you appreciate what you have, and the price that those who helped get that, you appreciate that too. I'm gonna take a quick break, and when we come back from the break, we're gonna be talking about when preaching goes wrong. <laughs> How about practicing what you preach? The name of this tune is Mississippi Goddamn. Every word. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. Just 
Pastor Lorenzo Neal. figure out a way to divvy up the oh, shared data plan fairly, so uh, whoever's fathered the most children gets the most data. Let's just do it by hair. Body hair? Most dental work. What? Stop downloading and stop liking everything. It should be by who has the least amount of cartilage in their left knee. Just want to take a bath. Say no to sharing. Say yes to Sprint with truly unlimited data, text, and calling. You know, my church does a lot of printing, and I and I do a lot of printing myself. You know, I got to have business cards. We got to have programs made, you know, all kinds of stuff. And whenever I need printing done or whenever the church needs printing done, we go to DS Printing and Design Services. Now, DS Printing and Design specializes in everything. I mean, they do funeral obituaries. Everybody needs a good obituary done. They do booklets, business cards, flyers, and so much more. I'm, t- I'm telling you, whatever you need that can be printed, they can print it. Uh, plaques, booklets. Book covers, you name it, they can do it. DS Printing and Design. They, they Whatever you need, you can contact them, 601-331-5603. Now, that's anything that you need for all your printing all your printing needs, DS Printing and Design. I'm telling you, I, 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 I have been satisfied. I ain't had no complaints yet. And I'll guarantee you to be the same way. That's DS Printing and Design, 601-331-5603. can push muddy water around. Swiffer Wet Jet's new upgraded solution helps prevent streaks and residue to reveal more shine than a mop or your money back. Welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Always having a good time doing the show and always having a good time whatever I do. Hey, that's it. So it, it, I, I started off the show telling you about, and if you if, if you paid attention, I don't know. I was rambling about my dog most of the beginning of the show. <laughs> but what happens when preachers don't practice what they preach? You ever thought about that? Yeah, yeah, I have. Of course, I know from experience what happens, you know. But one pastor in Africa, one preacher in Africa learned the hard way of what happens when you don't practice what you preach. Uh, Here's the story. A pastor in Nigeria uh, is currently in a coma after being beaten while he was preaching abstinence on a bus and all of a sudden, when he opens up his Bible, or opens up too wide, condoms fall out. The men that were on the bus who were <laughs> who were feeling really bad, you know, convicted, 
got so so mad that they decided they take matters into their own hand and they beat the poor preacher man down. Now here's the story. You can find these on uh, uh, several. Uh, you know, I, I I wanted to validate when I first came across this. I was like, no, this can't be true. This cannot be true. So I, I tried to validate it from several sources, and there are several sources that you go, you can find mostly, uh, you know, some not none African sources. Uh, some of the, there's a bunch of uh, African sources, but uh, that you can find. But some uh, some Western sources are pretty accurate, and I found this on All Christian News and another one on World Daily dot World uh, Daily Net dot com. Um, you can find it. So here's what happened. Um, this preacher, uh, who is out of Ghana, and he was making, uh, he was traveling in between the two countries, and and decided, you know, got on the bus to travel between the countries or wherever he was traveling. He got on the bus and felt inspired to begin preaching and carrying out a, a mini revival service on the bus. So he's talking to the women. He's saying, if you wear trousers, you know, telling the women, you, you wear trousers, you're going to go to hell. And, uh, you know, he began to say, if you you, you know, the devil uh, invented makeup. <laughs> you know, all, all kind of stuff. You know. I, I like this way. He said that weave, weave on is from, from Marine Kingdom. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what he meant by that, but that's what it's quoted is. And he gets excited, you know, he's laying hands on people that said that people were falling out under the anointing, you know, being slain in the spirit on the bus. And he got so excited, he's talking about, and he says, if you have premarital sex, uh, you will burn in hell and your skin will peel. Now, this is what the guy's saying. So I, you can imagine the men on the bus, you know, they're, they're getting they're really, they're seeing what they believe to be the power of God manifested on the bus, this, this very powerful preacher carrying out these great acts and they're feeling convicted and sad and he opens up his bible and condoms fell out and <laughs> that's when all hell broke loose literally for him and they began to beat on him and this is what he says this is the men are beating on him and while they are beating on him he says i also preach safe sex <laughs> safe sex is good <laughs> oh my god I, I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't be laughing at this. I, I shouldn't be laughing. Uh, uh, y'all forgive me, but he here he says, it, it, at first he's saying that you have premarital sex, you're not only going to hell, but your skin is going to peel. And after his, his, his you know, secret life is discovered. Uh you know, he says, I preach safe sex. <laughs> safe sex is good. Uh, I, there was one uh, one, uh, one source that actually listed the brand of condoms that fell out. You know, I don't, I don't, I, you know, one says it was two, uh, two Durex, and I don't, you know, I know Durex are cheap condoms. But, uh, so this guy does this, and, and you have to wonder what was going on in his mind if he knew. And I wonder this myself because I've, I've done this, you know. Uh, me personally, when, when I'm preaching something that I know I'm doing or I'm preaching against something that I know I'm doing, and I, I did that in my younger years. I ain't going to lie. I, I, I did that in my younger years, preached against something I was doing. Uh, 
Um, it made you made you look good, made you seem holy, whatever. But there was this idea of uh, extreme guilt. You know, you're lying basically. So you know, uh, and scripture says about liars as much as it says about anything else in, in regarding sin. So thank God for you know. Maturity and growth. I don't do that now, you know. Not that I don't deal with sin or anything like that. I, uh, I approach it all differently, in a more mature way. You have to come to church to hear me. <laughs> but here, are these men feeling convicted, and and I can wonder what the men were thinking. You know that the anger that they just took out on him. I, I, I would wonder. And then I'm glad that it doesn't happen here in the States. You know, I'm glad it doesn't happen here in the States. Uh, but could you imagine something like that happening here in the States where, let's say, the street preacher is on a corner preaching, you know, and whatnot. Or, better yet, let's say the pastor of a mega church gets up preaching against one day. And, of course, we have that here in the States with Bishop Eddie Long, you know, preaching against homosexuality and what ends up happening, you know. He's been accused, and you know, y'all know the story. So how do we deal with preachers like that? I, I, I don't have an explanation. Maybe y'all can help me out. I, I don't know how to deal with it. I, I really don't. I, I try to be as authentic as I can and uh, be open about my flaws. So, you know, I, I don't say one thing and do another, as so many preachers. I, I have not ever put a preacher on a pedestal. Never have, and I never plan to. Uh, I grew up. And as a young pastor, as a young preacher, seeing seeing how interesting ministry could be, you know, the all the opportunities, uh, various temptations, how how that could be if if you took a certain path. And, um, but again, this guy did he deserve that? Really? Do you, do you think he does? I don't think he deserved. To be put in a coma, I think that's a bit extreme. But you know, putting him in this place, I think that was fair. Now I wouldn't consort to violence to do that, and neither do I say that you think your preacher is saying one thing and doing another that you should uh, you should pounce on him or anything like that. You know, you you can vote him out. In our case, you know, we have a system where if there's anything, uh, uh, any alleged unrighteousness among our ministers, uh, uh, we have a, a system in place to handle that in Amy Church. Uh, in the Baptist Church, you just do what everybody else does, vote them out. <laughs> but it was just interesting. It, it was just interesting. It, I, um it doesn't mention how the Nigerian, uh, what what church he was affiliated with, or or if he was independent, or uh, anything of that nature. But what is what is interesting is to me, is that he was doing all of this. You know, people were falling out on the bus. You know, they're slain in the spirit on the bus, and supposedly all of these fanatic, fantastical things are happening as this man is preaching. And yet this man is knowingly in sin and is knowingly, you know, whatever whatever it may be. You know, he may have had sex before he got on the bus, but it was safe sex. <laughs> he may have planned to have sex when he got off the bus, but it would have been safe sex. He had two condoms, so at least two times he was going to be all right. <laughs> but <laughs> I know I'm wrong for that. But the 
the the fact of the matter is that as preachers, we must be careful of what we say and do. We can't, you know, uh, as much as we get away with it, we we get away with it too often. And 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 I call for the laity to, you know, be a little bold in in keeping us account. Uh, one of the biggest problems with preachers and pastors is this this idea of isolation. You know. We're isolated from the real world in some degree, just like presidents isolated from the real world, um, particularly in the black church. In the black church, the preacher is isolated. There, there is an intentional isolation by the congregation because the congregation mostly don't want to believe that the preacher can continue do, can be a sinner. We want to believe that, you know, that when they got the call, they got it right, and I I I fall in for that too. You know, you want to believe that when the person got the call, they got right with God, but you know, seventy five percent of the time, they got the call and where, yeah, and and I find this challenging. I, I it's a little different for me. I, you know, I got the call as a child, as a child, and I'm not talking about those of us who were. Yeah, the preachers who were called as children. When I say children, I mean twelve and under. And you know, I identify with those those children who say they're called to preach because I'm one of them. I'm talking about adults. You know, the adults who say they ran from the call and then they accept the call. And when they accept the call, all of a sudden, whatever they did before they accepted the call is supposed to go away all of a sudden. If that was real, if that if that really happened, you know, woo, boy, we have a well, yeah. but that is not the case. It's far from the case. Uh, so I don't know what to do with it. Y'all, you, you can help me out. You can tell me if you know. But I, I, I got. I do have to say this. I need to, you know. I think that may have been a wake up call for him. <laughs> so anyway. Let me move on. I got one clip I play from uh, Pat Robertson. Now, Pat Robertson, founder of the 100 Club, uh, well-respected in some Christian circles, but as he has aged, he's been saying things that have been kind of strange. Very strange. Matter of fact, just wanting strange. Let me play you this clip while I have a little time here. This is Pat Robertson. Uh, responding to a lady who says uh, her husband had an affair on her, and you know she's calling, she's writing for ex- for uh, advice. So listen to this clip. What Pat Robertson has to tell her. Ivy writes in and says, I've been trying to forgive my husband for cheating on me. We've gone to counseling, but I just can't seem to forgive, nor can I trust. How do you let go of anger, and how do you trust again? God says to forgive, but it's been so hard to do. I want to forgive, so we can get on with our lives. So what do you think? Well, that's a good question. I think forgiveness can be one of the most difficult things in the whole wide world to do, and especially when it comes to a spouse because that's one of the ultimate betrayals. All right, here's the secret. Okay. And this is the secret. Stop talking about the cheating. He cheated on you. Well, he's a man. Okay. So what you do is begin to focus on why you married him in the first place. On what he does good, does he provide a home for you to live in? Does he provide food for you to eat? 
Does he provide clothes for you to wear? Uh, is he nice to the children? Do you have a happy family? Does he take the kids to sporting events? Does he go out and watch their little league games? Um, does he share with you stuff that's going on? And uh, is he handsome or is he, you know, what is it? Start focusing on those things and essentially fall in love with him all over again. And I recommend you reach out and touch him. Touch his face. Touch his face. Hold his hand. Look into his eyes. Talk to him. But it's you, you're praying, oh God, keep me not to hate him for what he did when he was with that stripper in that hotel room 10 years ago and I'll never forgive him kind of thing. Please help me. So what are you focusing on? You're focusing on the thing that makes you mad. Stop that. Start focusing on the good stuff. And he must have something good or you wouldn't have married him. So think about those things and give him honor instead of trying to worry about it. But recognize also, like it or not, males have a tendency to uh, uh, wander a little bit. And what you want to do is to make a home so wonderful that he doesn't want to wander. But think of the temptations that are out there. The, the, the Internet is filled with pornography. The uh, Magazines are filled with pictures, salacious pictures of women. You, you look anywhere you turn around, there's some solicitation to the senses to entice a man. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm saying this with all sincerity. I admire Pat Robertson. I admire what he has done for the faith. Uh, I admire how many people have been helped by... Uh, CBN, 700 Club, and whatnot, I almost went to Regent University, the school that he founded. But I got to say this. That sounds like a cop-out to me. You're telling this woman, oh, just forget about it, you know. Stop bringing it up. And, and yes, there's some truth to that. You know, yeah, you want to – that will help the healing process. But but then he goes off on the stage like, you know, well, you know, men, we're just prone to wonder. I don't know what to say about that, you know, because that, to me, <laughs> that sounds like an excuse for a man to say, well, you know, you know, I can't help it. I, I, that's part of my blood, you know. That's, you know, that's what I, that's what men do. Now, if we start going on that tangent, then unfortunately, uh, there'd be a lot of grounds for divorce. <laughs> a lot of divorced couples. I, I, I think you kind of missed the mark there, but, you know. I, I, I strongly admonish, you know, if I were telling the lady, I'd like first, you know, the easy, the the quickest way to forgive is to not let the emotion sunder. I mean, you know, I you're not probably you probably won't forget it, but you know, you don't have to react to the emotion that comes along with that memory. Dissociate the emotion from the memory, you may be okay. And it can be that can lead toward healing. But you know, to just let just just say the man gonna be a man. I think that's a cop out, and that gives more room for for him to do other things. You know, I, he said some some strange things. Uh, I, want, I I wish I had time. I play another clip that he had um, that he talks about uh, not adopting. <laughs> uh, he talks about this young lady, uh, this woman who has three children who are adopted and 
can't find a man because none of the men want to be with her uh, because her children are all adopted from different nationalities. And he goes on to say that, you know, nobody wants to to be a part of the United Nations or something to that nature. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Uh, and, and just recently, just uh, recently, he, he blames uh, Dungeons and & Dragons or, and other types of video games or role-playing games uh, for teen suicide. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's time for Pat to get off air. You know, whatever it may be that's causing him, I, he may be getting a little senile, but it's time for him to get off air <laughs> because some of the things that he's saying as advice is, you know, 30 years ago, he would be speaking against it. He wouldn't be saying the same thing. <laughs> so that's how you know, you know, let it go, Pat. It's all right. It's okay. You know, you've had to run. That's nice. You know, let it go. But. I, I I wanted to share those two stories with you because, you know, as a preacher and as a pastor, I, I try to do my best to be a, a, as close to being a good man. Uh, <laughs> uh, one person just one person just said, nope, Pat won't let it go. He's speaking his mind now. That's a good point. <laughs> he may he may be free to be speaking his mind. Uh, hey, I, I can't knock that. <laughs> <laughs> he is old. That's what old folks do. That's what old people do. Old people get to speak their mind, and Pat finally has the freedom to speak his mind. I mean, he he owns the show. What are they gonna say? They gonna kick him off the show? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Anyway, made me lose track of thought. <laughs> old people speaking their mind, but that's true. They they get to do that, and Pat is doing that, and Pat is saying, if I was younger, I'd probably be doing the same thing. I I tell my woman, woman, I'm a man, leave me alone. <laughs> but and here's the funny thing: the, the co-host is, you know, she's a black lady, and um, he asked what she thought first, and I, I. Just the fact that he asked what she thought, I think that was a setup, because you know it was put on a on you know put on blast, and she had to be the good the good co-host, the pretty lady, and said, well, you know, she couldn't be honest. I'm sure she probably wanted to say a whole lot lot more than what she said. But anyway, I digress. What do, what do I know? You know, what do I know? I ain't nothing, but. I just got somebody. I'm just somebody who gets to hold the microphone. <laughs> anyway, so Pat Robertson, more power to you. Anybody else taking that advice, more power to you. Hey, and to you preachers who's preaching one thing and doing another, I ain't gonna say more power to you. That's just that's dangerous. You know, you have you're not gonna have to go to stand before man. And give an account. Uh, I mean, there's going to come a time when that runs out, you know, uh, when uh, the covering that's getting you where you are, you know, keeping you from, from, you know, just falling apart or whatever it may be, or being embarrassed publicly. And and I, I say this because I run the same risk, you know, uh, especially being single. I run more of a risk of being shamed publicly. <laughs> But uh, you know, you have to really take that in consideration, and 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 uh, and take in consideration the adverse effects of what you are saying and doing, 
or doing and not saying, or saying and not doing, whatever it is. But again, what do I know? I'm just, I don't know. I don't even know what I am. Well, look, uh, time has run out for the show. I've had a good time on this. I, I, I hope you enjoyed the show. Next week, we're going to have a very special guest, uh, Ayana Lan, dear friend of mine, who will be discussing a couple of things, a couple of things actually, but mostly her book, Almost a Preacher's Wife. And I tell you, it's it's a wonderful testimony. She has a wonderful testimony, a uh, wonderful ministry, and looking forward to having her on next week. So uh, look forward. Come back and listen next week for myself and our wonderful guest here. Until then, you know, check out the webpage. Uh, check out the archive shows. You can go all the way back to uh, 2010 when we've been uh, – however long we've been doing the show, you can go all the way back, catch the website. Um, again, get to the Facebook page, like it, follow it, post your comments uh, there, create a dialogue that you can do, send us an email, follow us on Twitter or whatever. However, we are here and we are glad that you are with us and we are excited about being able to do this. So until then, we are we're heading out and we just want to thank you again. Uh, tune in, stay tuned. This is Pastor Lorenzo Neal calling of the day. Lessons.